peeps, welcome Whoa. to episode welcome to episode twenty one. I am here with my friend, uh, Mr. Burt Reynolds, uh, Mr. George stands himself. Uh, absolutely, Ouch. showing a little skin. All right, we are yeah. getting we are, we are getting into it. Yeah, showing a little, <coughs> this whole region. He said, "I gotta be free. I gotta be free." <laughs> he said, "I gotta feel the democracy surging." Um, <laughs> the democracy. So welcome to uh, episode 21 of Planet Film. Now, as those of you might know, we are doing this uh, a little bit uh, uh, a day late and a dollar short. It will be a little bit of a shorter show this week just because we had planned to do it in advance. Yeah. As many of you know, have listened to the show and have watched the show, you know, I am back to work. TJ's back to work. The schedule is a little hectic. But next, one thing I can definitely tell you because I already know my schedule next week's show will be live 8 p.m just like normal oh, um big announcement big announcement oh just that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah pretty good announcement um it, so it will just be like a regular show uh next next tuesday will be fine i get out of work at six so i get out of work basically just a little bit after tj so we'll be totally fine to hit that 8 p.m mark um with a full show you know news everything we'll just do the same thing we normally do and then yeah. also this saturday will be the very first episode of uh, Planet Council. Not the very first, but the return of Planet Council because I mm -hmm. have worked the last uh, two Saturdays in a row, so it's kind of been crappy for that show. But I think what we're going to do is we're going to try to actually make that a show every two weeks um, so that we can kind of talk about... Like this Saturday, we're going to talk about episode one and episode two of The Mandalorian. Um, and then we won't have it the following week, but we'll have it the week after that to talk about three mm -hmm. and four. If you guys listen to our uh, episodes of Planet Council on The Mandalorian, it's exactly how we did it then. We would break down two episodes a show. Um, and it would still be, you know, like a 45-minute to like an hour and 10-minute at the longest show. Um, it's still going to be shorter than, you know, this show typically is um, mm -hmm. because it's just, you know, we're just trying to recap Mandalorian. And definitely, you know, it's a pain that we couldn't get it done this week because episode one could be we could do a, a, a podcast just about a episode whole hour one. probably on that yeah. yeah we could do a whole show about episode one like i, I mean um, i'm sorry i should call it chapter nine yeah i just want to say real quick uh last week i announced that we would be editing the audio uh natively so our audio would sound a little better uh, after about an hour and a half i after about trying to edit down an hour and a half show um one you don't realize i never realized how big the delay is on audio doing it not in the same room mm -hmm. it is crazy um so i'm still gonna do that i'm still gonna we're still gonna take the auto files that we're recording uh separately and then put them on one track and then release it as the podcast on the podcast services it'll just probably be up i want to say it'll probably be up wednesday nights going to thursday mm -hmm. um midnight so way, tonight, since it's a shorter show, I think we'll be able to get it done. Yeah. Um, especially because we're starting earlier. But mm -hmm. uh, I would say going forward, after live shows on Tuesdays, they'll probably be up Wednesday night to Thursday. Yeah. That way, TJ. That way, TJ just has the full time to give you guys. You know, he. We're really yeah. big on. We're trying to get the audio experience <clears throat> up for you guys. You know, get it, make it a little bit better, just so that you know. And, and also, he's gonna try and edit it. You know, cut out some pauses. Just so that the audio, I know a lot of people, you know, love I myself, better. obviously, yeah. love listening to it. You know, if you're working out uh, myself, I listen to podcasts almost exclusively when I'm at work, when I'm just like doing stuff that's not customer based. I'll listen to podcasts, especially when I'm driving. I'll listen to podcasts. So you, you want yeah, it to be, a, you know, a, a tight conversation, you mm -hmm. know, so the yeah. editing is, is really important to us and definitely really important to TJ. He's trying to, you know, take that undertaking uh, on. And, um, you know, just giving it a full 24 hours. It's just to make sure that the editing is ready. Cause you know, like you guys know, it's just the two of us, just me and TJ. So we got to yeah. work around our, our own, uh, actual job schedules and stuff like that and try to, um, find time to work everything in, uh, which we are trying to do every week for you guys. Um, and like we said, this is the show that we are dedicating. If it has to be one day push, two day push, we are dedicated to getting this show done at least once a week. We are not mm -hmm. going to be skipping, uh, the main show uh at all if we have to pre-record it in advance if we have to do it a couple days late we'll work it out um but either way we are definitely dedicated to doing this show and like we said next tuesday will be a live show just like normal at 8 p.m eastern time um 
at which time hopefully we will have a new president uh and we could just talk about that briefly here uh wow. you know you like how uh or you guys know how uh you know me and tj are pretty uh, i would say overtly political people but we try to keep the talk to a minimum on the show yeah um but you know last week especially with borat because the borat is very much very political and it's nice <laughs> um you know premier trump <laughs> Uh, you yeah. know, we, we, uh, we were working with that. Um, so we talked about it a lot last week and then tonight, obviously, you know, uh, even last night, if we did do the show on Tuesday, that would have been even mm -hmm. more talk about it. But now that, you know, we're kind of as, uh, as Walter Cronkite, uh, might say, or Jim Carrey in, uh, in Bruce Almighty, that's the way the cookie crumbles. We are definitely mm -hmm. figuring out how the cookie is crumbling with this election. Uh, and it is, uh, a beautiful chocolate chip. Um, it it's is tight. It's, it's tight. It's tight, but uh, hopefully soon it will not be. Um, there, I would say there's a clear uh, front runner right now that yeah. you know. A TJ asked me right before we went on air. Actually, as we were on air, but the intro was rolling. Um, he said, uh, you know, how I went to sleep last night. Was I was I like a little worried about it, or did I kind of just put it out of my mind? I was yeah. definitely worried about it. Um, I came home. <laughs> Uh, me and Brianna, my roommate, we watched we yeah. we watched a, a little bit of it um, as I was you know eating my like uh, 11 p.m. dinner because that's when I get out mm -hmm. of work. Um, and, you know, we were just we were kind of like just worried, you know, a lot yeah. of things were really slow going and it wasn't really looking good. But then this morning when we woke up, <sighs> tons of stuff had changed. And, yeah. you know, Biden really started going and and a lot of that yeah. is because the early voting and the voting by mail uh it yeah. takes longer to count um and i think they said it's it's something like 70 actually biden himself yeah. said it something like 77 to 78 percent of all early voting and all uh vote by mail in the country is coming up biden and that's pretty much i didn't even know that when you said that i was like yeah. where did you get this information from <laughs> yeah and pretty much at this point the only uh right now there's six states left that are still counting um mm -hmm. or no i'm sorry five because i just forgot right before we went on arizona called for biden so there's five right. left yeah, yeah. um there's five left that are still counting um but i mean of those five the only thing they're counting at this point everything that voted yesterday is done so the only thing they're counting yeah. at this point is the advanced stuff. And like we said, 78% of the advanced voting is coming up Biden. Um, so you could kind of fill in the blanks there on how that's going to work. Um, so basically, we're just waiting now. At this point, Joe Biden needs one more state. Yep. And he is leading. And it's pretty sure it's going to be Nevada. Yeah. And I Nevada believe. was going to yeah. be a holdover from uh, Clinton in 2016, too, because yeah. that's that typically goes um, uh, Democratic because of Vegas. No, I was going to say I forgot. Uh oh, but there's call for real re recount in Wyoming, I believe it was. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And again, he won why or he's winning Wyoming because I'm sure they're not like finished yet. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, but he had like two hundred thousand like plus like over Trump. So it's like if you recount, you're not gonna find two hundred thousand errors. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So. He's just crazy. He's basically it's it's uh I think it's time to take the, you know, time to flush the goldfish down the toilet. Uh, I think it's time, <laughs> just, to, time to take I'm the tabby cat see, out to the farm, you know? I'm just interested to see what happens in these next coming, like, months, you know? I'm just, I don't know. I'm interested yeah. to see how this goes. Because, like, again, we'll get off this topic in about, like, two seconds. But I just, um, when somebody says that they will not, they will basically not go quietly into the night, I just don't know what that looks like. Because I, I always Caine tell people and, uh, Michael Caine and Interstellar. That's what it looks like. Yeah. When people when people say that, I'm always like, when people say that he says that, I'm like, how is that even like a thing? Like, how can you even how do you how does that even work? Like, you honestly, go, no, I'm dude, not leaving. Honestly, <laughs> like, dude, I think I think we're watching it. I think we're literally watching it happen. I think he is going to oh. crash and and uh, he's going to what did I just say? Cratch. He's going to scratch and crash and burn. Yeah, no, and he's going he's gonna to scratch and claw his way. You know, to stay in that in that White House any any way he can. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how it goes. I'm sure we'll talk about it next week um, because right now, you know, it's it's a it's a it's still a divisive topic. But once there's a person elected president, there's nothing divisive about that. It becomes a fact. 
Um, so I'm sure we will talk about it more next week. Uh, and like we said, we'll have a little bit more time next week as well. Um, yep. just because I do only have the, this and another day off. So I'm trying, we're trying to keep it a nice short show right now. Um, and just because there wasn't much news this week. Um, but yeah, so without further ado, let's go ahead and just, uh, jump right in. We're really only doing two main topics today and that's our review and also, and... uh, a remembrance or a look back on the career of uh somebody who we right, reference r- reference and imitate on this podcast all the time uh a sharer of my namesake uh the great sir sean connery uh passed away this past week i uh, passed away on saturday night um at the age of 90 uh you know he he obviously was a very prolific actor uh, worked, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right up to the uh, bitter end of the production of LXG, um, and then and then uh, promptly said, "Well, that was a piece of shit. I'm not doing it again." No, he made another movie. That was his last oh, what live did he action. Do? Oh, he oh, did, you're right. Uh, he did that dragon movie, right? No, Sir Billy. He did Sir Billy, an animated oh, film. Shit. Hang on. Um, watch on Prime Video now. Apparently, it's available on Amazon Prime. Uh, not very good. Not rated really? an hour 16 with a 3.5 out of 10 in user ratings on IMDb. Um, not even a Metacritic score. Uh, that was the last film he did. Wow. In 2012. I don't I know mean, if you want to count it, but. Well, you know I what guess. I have to you know what I have to say to that? What do you have to say? You're the man now, dog. Exactly. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one right I've there. I've never seen that movie, but that's the only line I know from it. <laughs> yeah, that's the one right there. Man, now, you just wanna, look. You look back. Uh, do we want to what? Sorry. Do we want to just go through and say like what you know? I guess we remember about him because I. I mean, obviously, you know what I am. Probably I mean, more I. I think we just. About, I think about we just him. open the open the floor with with his biggest role. Obviously, yeah. Uh, which I will say, this is this is one of the places. Everybody, everybody. Sometimes they go like they go like, oh, like uh, like, oh, Sean knows more about this than than TJ does. Like TJ is asking him a question. This is without a doubt. I mean, I'm a big fan of this franchise, but this guy here, we're we're talking with Ian Fleming himself right now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is <laughs> no, I would not go that far. <laughs> Uh, but this this is the biggest Bond aficionado uh, and on this side of the podcast circuit, um, on this side of the si- Mississippi. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, I'll just open the floor to uh, TJ. Talk about what you want to talk about with uh, Sean Connery's portrayal of uh, the famed super spy Jimmy Bond. Bond. Jimmy Bondings. Let's go. Jimmy Bond. Um, well, personally, he's probably my favorite Bond, I have to say. Um, I think for me, it's probably it's probably Sean Connery and then Daniel Craig. Mm-hmm. Um, he just like encapsulated the, the role so amazingly like he he put it on the map like if he doesn't um, I mean, maybe they're still making the, the shows or the shows, the movies. Um, but I feel like if he doesn't nail that that role, um, it's not. It's not the franchise it is today. Um, I mean, how many movies did he do? I feel like he did like six. If I, I think he did seven I, though, because he did look. the he did the later. He did one, like the, the spinoff, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and they did start off well. They start off very good, and then they kind of, in my opinion, they decreased in quality from there. Mm-hmm. Like the the last official one he did, diamonds, diamonds, um, are, are forever. forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, think that was one that don't, it, it might don't, personally I did not like. Don't forget about um, uh, never, never say never again. Never say never again. Uh, th- yeah, that's the, that's the spinoff, right? If yeah, I that, correctly. that's like well, it's like the unofficial. Yeah, whatever, that one yeah. wasn't bad. That one was actually, I thought, better than the later ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but like last time, like again, I'm going like purely based off memory because last time when I started watching these, it was probably last year. Um. Mm-hmm. Like Sean says, I probably know more about him in the franchise, but I'm still relatively new to it. Um, so I'm still like working my way through all the movies um, up to Daniel Craig. Um, but are you up you know, to uh, he... Quantum, Quantum of Solace, or uh, did you no, get I to, finished that one? You get to Skyfall yet? I'm I'm yet to watch Skyfall, so I'm on okay. Skyfall. So you only so you only have two more left in the whole franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but like 
in this those films he was amazing and of course i'm sure you're going to talk about it oh we can save it we can save it (laughs) well what i don't know are we sure are we talking about the same thing are we talking about last crusade yeah Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, oh, he's yeah, yeah. he's phenomenal in that movie. Um, yeah. Again, Sean's probably seen more Sean Connery movies than I have. Like, I haven't seen Hunt for Red October or The Rock oh. or, you know, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> he just had, like, that, that like, suaveness about him. It's, and the, I, it's I, in the voice. I always remember specifically, like, I it was definitely, like, months apart where I would be like, is Sean Connery still alive? And I'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it was just like one of those like every few months where I'd be like, oh yeah, he's still alive doing whatever he's doing. Um, but yeah, he was just he was an icon, especially for that role. But he also did like millions of other movies. Oh yeah, um, so many. Um, do you want to? What, what do you have to say? Don't forget about his uh, his star turning role in Wrong Is Right as Patrick Hale. Oh, I have I no, I, I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> um, uh, hi, I mean, you look through this Highlander, The Untouchables, Last Crusade, as we said, which we obviously will get to, Hunt for the Red October, uh, all all of these movies. I mean, absolutely crazy. The Rock, don't forget, he was the uh, he was the villain in the Avengers movie in 1998 uh, as the first uh, uh, the uh, the remake, not of the Avengers, but of the Avengers uh, old BBC show or old British show from Sir the August 60s. the Winter. Oh yeah, yeah, didn't do very well. Yeah, Yikes. not <laughs> not not very good. But yeah, I mean, you look at you know obviously Highlander, like that's like obviously has become an mm-hmm. iconic film. You know, say what you will about it, but you know his role in that is amazing. The Untouchables, obviously, that's that's a movie. I just saw somebody. Um, Somebody wanted to uh, get going um, a 4K, a proper 4K remaster and re-release, like for a steelbook for The Untouchables. And again, also with The Untouchables, you got to talk about that's where he won the Oscar uh, for best mm-hmm. a- best supporting actor that year for The Untouchables. Um, obviously, that was late in his career too, 1987. Yeah. Um, not at the end of his career, but you know, part way part way through. Um, just one second. Okay, uh, and then obviously you know I'll, I'll talk a little bit about Hunt for the Red October, and then we'll we'll, we'll wrap up uh, with with Crusade. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, welcome to the chat, Dylan. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, join the conversation. Um, all right, uh, but yeah, you know you look at this. Obviously, Hunt for the Red October, one of the many many Jack Ryan uh, films uh, in the you know kind of whatever you want to call it, Jack Ryan averse. Um, where, you know, you have, yeah. it's similar to James Bond, you know, you have the, you have everything kind of set, uh, some actors carry over, some side actors carry over, but it's just kind of set in this loose universe where the Jack Ryan actor mm-hmm. keeps changing. Um, you know, obviously you've had, uh, you know, obviously in Hunt for the Red October, it was Alec Baldwin. Then you had a great role. And speaking of, uh, Glass Crusade, Harrison Ford is Jack Ryan in, in a few films. Yeah. Um, Chris Pine. And then obviously now, uh, with John Krasinski. Um, but a, a, a huge, huge character. Um, and, and this was really, you know, this is the this was the big one. This is the big one that put up uh, that character, you know, into the next level, made him a movie star character in Jack Ryan. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously Sean Connery playing one of the best characters of his career, I would say. Um, I'm not going to get into the plot um, details on this. If you feel like you are OK with getting spoiled, Definitely um, go listen to uh, the um, Cinephiles episode um, with uh, Steve Morris and John Roca. Look up the Cinephiles, uh, um, Cine-Files, um, and look up the Hunt for the Red October episode because they do an amazing deep dive into it, um, and it is so, so good. So much better than we could give mm-hmm. it the credit for right now. Um, also, go listen to their episode on Last Crusade, which actually they are re-releasing right now. They just re-released it on the uh, on their podcast feed. Yeah, um, part one. Yeah, part one to, to yeah. put it back out there again for people that haven't heard their um, episode on it. But it's really, really good. Um, but definitely give a listen to their Hunt for the Red October one because that is just amazing. The way that Steve Morris can break down a script and go through a movie is, is amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to get into the plot here because Sean Connery's character is so layered and um, intricate to the plot. Just go watch the film. 
the, the from where Sean Connery's character in that film starts and where you think it's going to go versus where it mm-hmm. ends up going will blow your mind. And you'll be like, how is this guy not nominated every single second of his life? Um, hey, he only has one nomination, one win for an Oscar. Yeah, that was exactly. For the Untouchables. Yeah. And he he won. He did win. Um, He did win the BAFTA for Hunt for the Red October, um, which oh, is basically okay. the British version of the Oscars. Um, but still mm-hmm. not an Oscar. But yeah, he did. He did at least get the credit um, at the BAFTAs for um, Hunt for the Red October, which he absolutely rightfully deserved. Um, so let's talk about it here. We named the dog Indiana. Um, yeah, we exactly, got yeah. we got right here. I mean, his oh, man, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. If you if you are a dedicated listener or watcher of the Planet Film shows, you will know that TJ and I. Uh, and it definitely bleeds over into our real life conversations. We quote this movie specifically. We quote Sean Connery from this movie to each other <laughs> almost on a daily basis. Um, uh, my my roommate's brother uh, is he he's he is a junior. So whenever I talk about him, I go junior because um, yeah. that's whatever he calls him. And I just can't I can't cannot help um, anytime the word junior comes out of my mouth. Uh, just saying it in the Sean Connery voice. Mm-hmm. Just so many great lines, uh, you know, like, uh, I'm just as good as the next man. I was yeah. the next man. Like, <laughs> I don't know what cracked me up so much about uh, this one scene is when he's when Indiana breaks into the castle and, you know, he clocks him over the head with a vase and he's, you know, and uh, uh, the Nazi guy comes. I forget his name. He comes in with the girl. He's like, I'll kill her. And he goes, eh, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <And> it was. <laughs> It's one oh of the funniest God. things I've ever heard. I love um, in that. that and I the, love in that scene too when he hits him over the head with it, and he doesn't he yeah. go like that was Ming Dynasty, and then he goes, and, <laughs> yeah. but then he goes, but then he goes, oh, it's a fake, Indiana, it's a fake, and he's like, he gets so excited because he's like he th- he thinks that like this is like another stolen like. Yeah. Uh, art piece that the Nazis have stolen and that like his son just broke this mm-hmm. and then he just he just goes oh it's a fake it's a fake Indiana <laughs> or it's a fake junior because yeah. he doesn't call him can Indiana you, can yet you, can you remember the Charlemagne line <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I just can't I, I can't oh my god and then and then also we need to talk about too as funny as he is in Last Crusade mm-hmm. the if you're a fan of Indiana Jones as a character, if you're a fan of the four movies, you know, he is a, and he's only appears in one movie as his father. Um, he appears yeah. in, uh, in like, uh, I think archival footage didn't and they, then like a photograph in the fourth one. I was gonna say, um, didn't they want him to come back for that? And he was like, no. <laughs> yeah. I think they wanted him to like for a scene. Um, but yeah. I think they just, I think they, it was just easy enough. I think they just wrote, um, I think they just like wrote that he died or whatever because he does not that he would have made the movie any better, but yeah, because he does <laughs> appear in in like archival footage and then there's mm-hmm. like the scene where like uh, Henry's like looking at the picture of him on his desk and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't know what to do, Dad. Like you would, yeah, and then yeah. he's like, and then he just goes, "You're the man now, dog." Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Sean Connery, what a what a what a <sighs> legend. But yeah, no, but um, seriously, but as we were talking about. As funny as he is in Last Crusade, um, the emotional levels that Sean Connery goes to in this movie brings and, the, that role, yeah. and brings to Harrison Ford's performance, their chemistry uh-huh. is some of the best on-screen chemistry, especially for like a father and son relationship that is, I think has ever yeah. been on screen. Um, and that's huge to do coming into the third movie of a franchise, uh, you know, that's known for its action adventure qualities and mm-hmm. kind of bringing that emotional weight into the role um, is, is really, really, really incredible that he was able to do that. Um, and then of course we were going to pull up a clip, but you know, with the whole D uh, what is it? The, the DCMA DMCA. DMCA I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to get the video flagged for copyright reasons for, for just showing a clip of the movie. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the emotional scene at the end, you know, spoilers for, uh, a almost 40 year old movie or 30, 31 year old movie. Sorry. Spoilers for a 31 year old movie. But, um, you know, at the end, 
the whole you know i'll just put up real quick i'll, I'll put up real quick the spoiler warning because this is a big spoiler for the movie but mm-hmm. we got to talk about it all right so you got the spoiler warning at the top of the screen it's just a quick thing but just mute us don't turn it off or anything just mute us if you're if you uh, don't want to get spoiled for it but you know the whole movie they're they're looking for the holy grail um that's what the last crusade is they're trying to find the holy land uh you know uh uh what's it called in hebrew uh jehovah starts with an eye um yeah. you know uh the petulant man will pass the petulant man shall pass junior the petulant so... man shall pass um the, oh the, my God. the cop of a carpenter um what's so anyways um oh, leap oh into the this movie man it's crazy. Le- leap into the lion's mouth. Um, <laughs> you could argue it's the best one. Oh, it's not an argument. For me, Last Crusade yeah. is always going to be the best Indiana Jones film. No matter, I mean, we'll see what we'll see what, um, you the know, if, any, if anybody's going to do the fifth one justice, <laughs> it's going to be James Mangold. You know what I mean? I, I'm yeah. super excited for that. We'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, Steven Spielberg sat him down. He said, you know, James, you got to take this over. You're the man now, dog. <clears throat> um and uh but really you know all right we're in the spoiler section um so they find the grail at the end you know and the whole point is that their relationship was so strained because after indiana's mother died his Mm. father just threw himself into the search for the holy grail his entire life his father was just trying to look for the holy grail just trying to get this done and find this thing and then at the end of the movie they find it and and indiana has this um, uh, there's this huge emotional moment where you know you think that sean connery is going to die in the film you think his father is dead um and rather than use the holy grail on himself to give himself you know everlasting life and everlasting mm-hmm. youth you know he gives it and and uses it on his father to save his father from death uh it's one of the most emotional moments of the scene or of the movie um and then you know one of the villains you know the 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 girl um in the in the film uh elsa she tries to take the cup out of the cave and so the cave starts to close in on itself and basically um the grail falls onto a ledge of this cliff and indiana is trying to reach for it and indiana is about to die and is so wrapped up in trying to grab it that he doesn't realize it and his father at the last second grabs him and delivers one of the most emotional lines yeah. of the film probably the most emotional line of the film and he just go he just says indiana indiana let it go <laughs> and, and then the music you know the john williams music kicks yeah. in and it's just <laughs> And it's like the just the most emotion. It's just amazing. And and also it's the first time in the film that he calls him Indiana. And that's what yep. kind of gets him out of the groove because the whole movie is putting him down saying, why do you call yourself that? That's not your name. Your name's Henry. Like, and he's like, and then, you know, it's the first You're not time. you dog. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, of course, the great line, yeah. we named the dog Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's one of the best moments of the whole film. He finally calls him Indiana. He finally the 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 to quote john roca talk about the father and sons as obsessed you know john roca is with father and sons uh dynamics in film you know it's finally just to go a little cinephiles on you guys it's the moment where you know the father finally gives the respect that the son felt he earned a long time ago Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's finally that moment where it's it's not father and son anymore it's too archaeologists two friends two men that respect Mm -hmm. each other and respect where they are at in life and how they've gotten there uh and i just it's one of the most beautiful moments i think it's one of the most beautiful moments that steven spielberg has ever directed i think it's one of the most beautiful moments um that you know george lucas uh has ever written or you know Mm -hmm. jeffrey jeffrey bohm also wrote it with him um, but, you know, it, uh, just the whole movie, you know, just in turn. And I'm sure we'll review the indie movies one day on this. I'm sure yeah. we will. Um, but honestly, in, in terms of writing and stuff, I really do think some of the some of the some of the best writing that George Lucas has ever done in his life is in the Indi- yeah. in the Indiana Jones franchise. Yeah, um, no doubt. But yeah, just just a fantastic performance. And, and it's a it's it's a terrible loss. But, you know, he was 90 years old. He had been retired you know, like very you said, full life. Exactly. Like you said, yeah. besides 
um, you know, uh, uh, Sir Billy, which, you know, we cannot forget about Sir Billy. Um, what? You've never seen that. that. Don't say it. You did, you like look, seen it. did you look at the poster? The Sir Billy poster? Yeah, please pull it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're Why? looking at the one on IMDb? Yeah. What is this movie? I don't know. It's like Alan a Scott. Coming, Ruby Max. It's like a. <laughs> this okay. is definitely one of those movies where he got paid like a lot of money just to be in it. Okay, I don't even know what I'm <laughs> looking at right now. Hey, we all have our misses, wow. all right? It made five million dollars. Hey. Oh, no, never mind. No, it didn't. Never mind. Never mind. It cost five million dollars. It Oof. made. Get ready for this, guys. This is the worldwide gross. It cost five point two million. It made. TJ, do you have a guess? A one hundred k. Fifteen thousand dollars and wow. Fifteen thousand eight hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Well, that was a miss. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're the Jeez. man now, dog. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Um. All right. Well, and let's... the person who directed it never went on to direct anything else. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, so great, great life lived, you know, like you said, a nice full life. Uh, absolutely. Um, starring in seven James Bond films between 1962 and 1983. Wow. Um, you know, you, you obviously you include this, the, the, uh, the unofficial one in his mm -hmm. turn as Bond, because it is, it is a Bond yeah. movie and it is him playing Bond. Um, so in that, you know, you take an exaggeration. He he uh, he's tied for Daniel Craig, I think, with the most Bond films um, mm -hmm. after this one comes out. But obviously. Uh, Sean Connery played the role for almost 21 years. Um, yeah, I think Daniel Craig has technically been Bond longer. Because oh, the true. gap between the movies. That's true. But, actually yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what's it called? But yeah, well, and we'll see, he might, he might, he might smash that record for being the longest, depending on how long No Time to Die gets delayed. That's very um, true, yeah. It could be, it could be a movie coming out in 2024. Uh, Jesus. Who the hell knows? I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, absolutely incredible. So, so let's go ahead and, uh, let's just change gears here. We're going to go ahead. Oh, let me take the spoiler warning off. Sorry. Um, we're just going to go ahead and we are going to give the uh, review of uh, we're going to go right into our review here. Um, let's just take a quick break just for the uh, audio listeners so that we can, you know, insert our little ad spot there so that we can make the pennies that this pays us. Um, so nice. just one second. We will be right back. No, we we are uh, we are live. We are live. Um, <laughs> you didn't say that. Oh, whoops. Well, yeah, we we are live. Um, I just figured it's easier for the YouTube. Um, oh, okay. But because uh, it'll just go right up. Um, but we are live uh, and we are back. Um, so as we do IMDb. each and every week. Yep, as we do each and every week, um, we will go ahead and break down some of the information for the film that we are reviewing, which this week which uh, there is no box office on because it was a straight to Netflix film. Yeah, I don't even think Netflix said maybe how they much did. it did. How many? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and uh, you want to tell us what we are reviewing and give us some information. Okay, we are reviewing Trial of the Chicago 7. Um, so quick description, came out 2020. The story of seven people on trial stemming from various charges surrounding the uprising at the 1968 Democratic National Convention in Chicago, Illinois, directed by Aaron Sorkin, written by Aaron Sorkin. Um, and then I just got a lot of quick or uh, got a lot of big names in this film. So we got Eddie Redmayne, uh, Alex Sharp, Sasha Baron Cohen, Jeremy Strong, John Carroll Lynch, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, um, Joseph Gordon Levitt, um, and Michael Keaton um who's <laughs> probably in it for a good 10 minutes but he's still in it and uh i'd say actually he's he makes the most of his screen time in my opinion um mm -hmm. and those that's about it oh mark Re relance mark rylance yeah him. yeah I've, I've, i when i was watching i was like that guy looks so familiar mm -hmm. and i was like i cannot i don't know him or maybe danielle said it too 
it's uh it's um, uh what's his name james halliday from ready player one how could you forget yeah, 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 yeah. i've only S- seen that movie once stole the oscar um, from stallone Alex sharp if i didn't uh, say that already so i say, uh, say it's like the do you say frank langella no i missed them yeah as the judge oh he's a judge oh, oh lord, yeah oh my lord we'll get to the judge oh we will talk about the um, judge. old tricky dick but, himself uh, yeah is back. that's the those are the big names i'd say they got a big cast a lot of big cast characters a lot of a lot of say comedy almost there's a lot of uh comedic relief um yeah. but uh we'll talk about it a little bit more um so do you want to you want to go first give your initial thoughts uh sure yeah i will go first so for those who don't know their reviews uh just kind of work tj breaks down what the plot is i give the box office information if it is a theatrical movie um Mm. or if there or if it ever was like if there's any box office info i give that um and then we basically just break down um we'll take turns giving our non-spoiler reviews um or non-spoiler thoughts and then we will rate the film and then we'll go ahead and do a spoiler talk to close out the show um so yeah i'll go ahead and give my uh first uh initial thoughts i think this uh i think this film was incredible um i thought it was very very good um i thought that some of the stuff um that aaron sorkin has been working on lately has not hit as well for me as some of his more Mm -hmm. classic stuff um for those who know me you know you know that i am a huge fan of um newsroom the newsroom um that show uh with uh jeff daniels that aaron sorkin wrote um and directed some of and was the showrunner on um also obviously his work um with uh steve jobs social network Mm -hmm. moneyball which uh you know tj just recently watched which uh, which i am i'm a huge fan of moneyball um that was a movie that i watched uh early on in um quarantine i watched uh moneyball very very good um but yeah uh i i think it's definitely one of the um best things that he has done in a while i would say um maybe since steve jobs um i wasn't a big yeah. fan of molly's game uh i wasn't a big I fan of that. Seen that one yeah i haven't seen much of west wing and i have not seen the new west wing uh special that they did where they reunited everybody yeah. um but in terms of directing he is he is absolutely incredible uh as a director in this mm-hmm. um and then also the writing as well uh and then obviously the big standouts for me i don't know if it's just because i've been on such a kick of his lately because of borat but to me the absolute biggest standout of this film was sasha baron cohen i think yeah. again it just shows that he can do something like borat he can do stuff like bruno where you might think in its in its basic form it is just something that you know is just oh that guy's crazy you know he's doing doing mm-hmm. one of his wacky characters but actually i think that bruno and borat are two of the most uh telling characters that that he can just become and just tear apart mm-hmm. politics celebrity government everything like he can just yeah. he just cuts right through it. it it's it's absolutely crazy um but aside from all of that work i think he shows time and time again in in a film like this in a film like les mis in uh something like you know um sweeney todd you know that he Mm. is a hugo uh all that he is absolutely one of the best dramatic actors working period period absolutely period like that is it he is just absolutely one of the best dramatic actors working in Hollywood, hands down. Um, he is so good in this film as um, uh, Abby Hoffman, uh, who obviously everybody in this is playing a real life character um, who, you know, Abby Hoffman is a very famous writer, very famous um, mm-hmm. protester, just very famous person um, from back then in the 70s and 80s. Uh, and he plays him to a T in this just so good, like you said. And, you know, honestly, and he is. And again, it's one of those things where, like TJ said, he is put in this movie. He is in this movie primarily as a deflation device, as a uh, yeah. comedic relief device. Um, mm-hmm. But in the third act, as soon as the third act hits, he just flips a switch and he becomes one of the most serious characters. It's the classic thing of you don't give this guy enough credit and he's the yeah. one who's been paying attention to everything all along and he's going to mm-hmm. he's going to swoop in and save the day at the last second because you underestimated him. He's he's exactly yeah. that type of uh character character type, um archetype if you will. 
Um, and I just think that he is so good in this. Not to take away from any of the other performances, I think um, the other big standouts for me, I would say, uh, would actually be, um, I would say Michael Keaton, uh, John Carroll Lynch, and uh, and Jeremy Strong for me. And then I think Eddie Redmayne is, agree, is, yeah. is Eddie Redmayne's always good, and you know whatever it is. Uh, um, also, something yeah. I had not thought about until this very moment. This is a reteaming of Sasha Baron Cohen and Eddie Redmayne from Les Mis. Oh, okay. I didn't even I didn't even think about that until right now. Yeah, and like their characters like primarily interacted in, in Les Mis too. I didn't even think about that until right now. Um, so it um, must, must is, have been nice uh, for them to work together. Jeremy Strong's Sasha Baron Cohen's like friend, right? It's like the yeah, pair Jerry. of them, yep. right? Okay. Yeah, he's the one yeah. with like the long would, hair and the beard. Yeah, I probably just have to say like I thought he was more comedic. Like Sasha Baron Cohen, I felt like uh, switched between the two where he was more yeah. – he was drama and then he was like funny mm-hmm. for you know a minute or two and then he yeah. was you know again serious mm-hmm. whereas jeremy Strong's character was more um you know more the relief i would say he still had his serious moments um mm-hmm. i mean we'll especially with talk the, about it yeah yeah with the woman um but yeah, definitely. stuff like that yeah mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> i thought the film was very good um just a few like quick like problems i've had like two one, like Eddie Redmayne's, this is nothing to have to do with the movie, really. Eddie Redmayne's uh, accent I thought was awful. Um, and I think Danielle actually said it too, where his accent is just like, it just not, it just didn't do it for me. Like I, I, I get like he's, he's, you know, and most of these, not actually, I don't know about everybody, but like Sasha Baron Cohen and uh, Eddie Redmayne, they're not American and they're playing, you know, American historical figures um, yeah so i mean i guess you kind of have to have that accent in some way sash baron cohen i thought was fine um but eddie redman mm-hmm. i just like i couldn't i couldn't get past his accent Sa- i mean sasha too is like he's like a an, an accent and impression king yeah. you know what i mean like he's he's very mm-hmm. good at it um i like i like the way that the film was structured so you know once there's a big event we'll 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 go to um, Sash Baron Cohen in a comedy club telling the story of how it happened. Mm. Or, um, you know, they use uh, some archival footage throughout, which I thought was cool. I love it when movies like bring in like real life pictures and video from that time and show it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really like, uh, it was just, I hadn't, honestly, I had no idea about this. Like, I had never heard of this. Maybe I heard about it in history and, you know, when I was in middle same. school or whatever. Yeah, but. same. I just, you know, um, I didn't the know the story. I, the other quick problem I had with it is that I heard that basically everything that happened to Yaya Abdul Mateen's character was way worse than what he portrayed, mm-hmm. which I kind of have a problem with because it's kind of like if you're going to tell the story, like tell the like go go all the way with go it, all you know? the way, Don't yeah. like which again we'll talk about the judge who I. <laughs> I mean, I hated the judge, but Danielle like despised that character, and apparently he was way worse in real life. Real life, which it's kind of hard to imagine because I thought they portrayed him terribly in this. Like he, I thought he was like the biggest asshole, but apparently he was even like a more gigantic asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, like and with Yaya Abdul Mateen's character being, you know, choked in court, which yeah. you know was. Bound and, terrible bound and gagged in in a yeah American bound and gagged room. like apparently that was like that went on for way longer than whatever you know yeah then, then the, like in the, five minutes in the movie it happens what like for like an hour maybe yeah exactly that's yeah that's about it um and obviously they skip around like they don't go I the court hearing was probably like I don't know two hundred some days or something like that so they kind of skip around obviously. yeah they don't show every single um, day yeah. But that's and just like there would one be, of the small uh, problems. There would be moments where they would be like, uh, you know, uh, that'll be your, like the judge would be like, that'll be your seventh contempt of court. And then like the next scene, yeah. they would be like, bailiff Mark or, uh, or uh, secretary mark that down as his 20th contempt of court. You know what yeah. I mean? Like to show you the passage of time. And they would also throw yeah. up how many days it had been. Um, Mark Relance, I thought, showed really good drama, like chops, in my mm-hmm. opinion. I thought he was very good as their lawyer. Yeah. Especially when, you know, the judge is like, you have a lawyer right next to you. And he's like, I'm not his lawyer. Like, he, like, screams out. And I thought that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought John Carroll Lynch was really good. I um, thought, I, absolutely. I got, I'm I'm showing pictures of the film when you're talking. Let me go back to John Carroll yeah. Lynch. Because I thought, here, all right, here's a picture of him and uh, Sasha. But 
I thought John Carroll Lynch, uh, uh, and this is another reteaming too. John Carroll Lynch and uh, Michael mm-hmm. Keaton back together again for I think the third time. I think, uh, yeah. but they're great together in the Founder story about McDonald's. Uh, great, great film. Oh, um, Founder was good, yeah, yeah, great film. John, another is fantastic he, is, John. He's Carroll one Lynch. of the McDonald brothers. Yeah, him yeah. and Nick Offerman okay. are the are yeah, the two yeah, brothers. Yeah. Um, another great, great john carroll lynch movie mm-hmm. it, and he's got way more screen time in that because he's like one of the three main characters yeah. um but he is so good in that also obviously zodiac but we don't even have to talk about that here because that's just one of the best movies of all time in my opinion mm-hmm. but um john carroll lynch in this is so understated and then such a big moment he just had mm-hmm. like he's so understated and he's the calm one he's like uh think about it he's kind of like the the dad of the revolution you know what i mean like he's kind of like the guy who's like all right guys no 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 turn it around like turn it around we do not need a fight right now just turn around it's okay let's get you guys water towels what do you need like that kind of stuff like he's very much like he talks about he's like he was like well yeah i was a i was a boy scout like first class or or he was like Mm -hmm. i literally i literally am the leader of my local boy scout troop or something like that um (laughs) and then he has a huge uh dramatic moment um that you know obviously we can talk about um but yeah it's it, it is uh absolutely incredible um do, do you want a quick star yeah sure um and then we'll uh, go into spoilers to wrap it up so uh okay. for for me um i think i would go 4.75 out of five okay uh i would go four just four point really okay out of five yeah. awesome yeah i think i, I think uh i might have i mean i guess i might i might have liked it a little bit more than you um yeah. I, th- I think i liked it maybe a little bit more than most people i feel like four was kind of the general consensus online um that mm-hmm. you know they were like they were like yeah it was like it was just a really really good movie i think it really connected with me again i think i'm kind of biased because i'm on such a sasha baron cohen kick right now um mm-hmm. but um but yeah a- absolutely incredible uh incredible film to yeah. me um, so you want to hop into spoilers? Yeah. So do you want to, um, oh yeah, I was just going to say, do you want to just, do you want to just do, um, just talk about John Carroll Lynch's moment for a second since we were yeah, just on I him? assume you're, you're just talking about when he punches the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I don't even know what it was. He called uh, what's his name? He calls him like something. A, he's not just a like sheriff. One like of a the deputy, like deputy, deputy, yeah, a court deputy. Yeah. He goes, yeah. And he, yeah. he, you know, I I forget like what leads up to it. He's but, he's got this great scene where he's just he. Oh, he's he basically just, doing like a filibuster on not he, like a, yeah. But he, like, he's like he just, just talking, stands talking. up. Yeah, he just stands yeah. up and he's just he's just talking about it. And they're like, all right, you need to sit down. You need to sit down. And and they go and because he's like you know got the suit on, he's like one of the you know mm-hmm. older you know members of the seven and stuff. Like the the deputy guy, as opposed to any of the other ones, if they did that, the deputy would like grab their shoulders and like throw him back mm-hmm. in the chair. Like he like grabs his arm, and John Carroll Lynch just keeps turning around and just going, "You don't have to do that. You don't have to grab my arm. Yeah, I'm you don't like I'm, I'm yeah, almost yeah. done." Like and then he grabs his arm again and he just goes, I, "You don't have to do that. I'm sorry. Just one second. You don't have to do that to me." Yeah. And then he keeps talking and then he grabs his arm again and he just goes and he just turns around and he just punches him and he he turns right back around and keeps talking like he didn't even realize what just happened and then they tackle him and they push him on the table and stuff and he just he just like snaps out of this like fugue state or whatever he was in and he just goes i'm 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 sorry what did i he goes i just i just punched it up yeah he just said i just punched (laughs) it up what he's like what just what what did i just do what just happened yeah. like he like had no clue what he did because he just was getting so passionate that's what he was talking about he was saying that they were that the judge was wasting their time he was saying if you decided that we're guilty which we which you clearly did don't then, we yeah. deserve a trial then he said don't we deserve yeah. a real trial if you think we're guilty then just mm-hmm. give us a regular trial and he and that's what he was saying basically um and then so then he got arrested and that was his big moment yeah. of the film um and then he obviously he has other big moments he's a big character in the film it's just it's just Mm -hmm. that was his big kind of like if you want to call it that was like his big oscar bait moment you know what i mean kind of kind of thing um Um, what i know we we didn't really talk about well we didn't really talk about him at all um i'm curious what did you think of uh joseph gordon levitt in this um oh yeah we didn't talk about him at all um i I feel like he's just kind of like a not like a backseat but like he's obviously he's a pretty prominent character i i would say yeah but um, Over all these other people, I yeah, feel like I he's thought, kind of 
back there. I thought that he was going to be a bigger character than he ended up being. Um, yeah. So I thought that it w- I thought that he was going to kind of have a, a much bigger arc in the film that maybe he would be the mm. classic like like it's not right that we're doing this type of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, like he kind of thing. he does that at the end. Not even actually. No, he doesn't. No, he, no, he, he doesn't, doesn't exactly. Change, really? No, he doesn't. Only and when they're they're, and you they're really, reading the names off does he goes the his boss goes, what are you doing? He goes, I'm standing for the fallen. Have some respect. Yeah. You know, and he's and then his and boss like leaves. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically um, like his like only like shining armor moment. I would probably mm-hmm. say not yeah. even shining, and, like and the just movie, like a kind of a change of heart. And this is our fault for watching the movie like this, but it's also kind of the movie's fault because you know you you kind of fall into the trappings of what, um, of what a film uh, could be. Just one second. What time? Okay, I didn't change the clock on my computer, and I thought it was eight uh, eleven, and I was like, "What is happening?" Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, thank you. So uh, <laughs> the movie kind of makes you feel like there's going to be this big redemptive arc for him because, like, you meet his kids at one point. You see that he's, like, a great father. Like, he's just trying to do the right thing. Um, and it, it's just kind of one of those things where it just doesn't happen that way. But, I mean, it's it's what happened in real life. If the guy wasn't yeah. redeemed in real life, I, I, I'm glad they didn't show it like that then. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah, want I it to be a sanitized version like you said with the yaya abdul mateen's character you know that's kind of sanitized already yeah um he he also like i don't know how big he was in real life who wait what just no just the whole yaya abdul mateen character with uh you know bobby seal all that what did you think um i thought that that if that i i actually if that 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 did actually happen um that that's just disgusting and i'm like ashamed Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, and again, it was dumbed down too. That's not even how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Even when they're like they're showing the deputies gagging him and everything, um, it's it's brutal in a way because it's it shows it, but it doesn't show it uh, continuously in one shot. It'll show him like show them getting the stuff, then cut away, and then cut back, and then cut away again. So it's almost like kind of this, um. Not like I don't even know what to call it. Like you don't know what's gonna happen. Like it mm-hmm. could like you know go completely off the rails. And again, the judge, I, and at the end they're like, oh, he was seen as unfit to lead a courtroom, like whatever. I was like, and but he still did that, and he was you know like what are his other cases like? Mm-hmm. Like what what are all those cases like? Like did you see him in this one? Like he's a fucking shithead. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like he just couldn't get his through a skull that <laughs> that was not his lawyer, that his lawyer was sick, you know? Yeah. Um, and I wish I I wish he had a more bigger role, but then again, it's trying to be, you know, true to what actually happened. So I don't actually know if mm. Bobby Seal was more involved than he actually was. Yeah. In the in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought of it. I thought Joseph Gordon-Levitt was good, but I thought his character was kind of just uh, uh, plain. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, again, that might be the guy. That might be the guy in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Aaron Sorkin wrote, wrote it like that. You no, know, just yeah. kind of make him where he's not co- he's not cold. Like he's not like a, I'm just do- I'm doing the business of the government. And I don't mm-hmm. fucking care about you. Like he obviously like cares somewhat, and you kind of see it at the end. He's like, but he, he's gonna that's a do, yeah. Like he's gonna do the work. Like he's gonna put on that cold face, but he mm-hmm. knows that he's putting on, uh, yeah. That you know what I mean? Like he, he says at the beginning too, kind of when he gets the job to. Yeah, do what he he's has like, to do. he's like, yeah, oh yeah, I, I, I like, uh, don't we want a fair trial? And he's like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Well, it's not what I hired yeah. you for. And he's like, all right. And then he's just like, he just yeah. kind of like goes with it. But yeah. Um, but what would you say? What are some uh, final spoiler thoughts? And then we'll go ahead and we'll talk a little bit about if we, you know, recommend watching it or whatever and uh, some other things. Um, oh, again, we alluded to it earlier. Um, oh, my God. I always forget his name. Actually. Oh, Jeremy Strong. Oh, yeah. His his uh, drama. I feel like everybody has like. Everybody, everybody has a big ha- moment in this movie yeah. has like a moment mm-hmm. um, like Eddie with, Redmayne. Uh, definitely at the end. With the where he's, with the, where they're playing the, the tape, micro- yep, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that that was definitely it. Um, but Jeremy Strong and his when he's they're protesting and 
these these frat guys, I guess. Um, they're following the the group of protesters, and this this one girl is holding a sign, I think, or a flag. The flag. A flag just, a she's sign? just holding the American flag like this. The American flag, yeah. and the frat guys are yelling at her to put the flag down, like, and they're calling her all these names and stuff. And they, it's probably it probably happens for a good like ten minutes, and then. When the protesters come back to the park, they have the cops are waiting there. Mm -hmm. And then when the protesters and cops kind of collide, the girl is on the ground and the guys like are attempting to rape her. And Jerry, Mm -hmm. Jerry Rubin comes in and he kind of, you know, starts like beating the guys up, like Mm -hmm. tell him to get out of here, kind of saves the girl. Um, And he starts giving her like water and tells her to like breathe into this like. Yeah, yeah like and he covers her sure. with his jacket, and mm-hmm. of course the cop comes up and pulls a gun on him, basically mm-hmm. thinking that Jerry Rubin was the guy who was trying to you like know, rape her or something, go after her. Yeah. But in fact, he's the one who saved her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that his that was his big moment, I would say, for Mark Strong to kind of show off what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. and the other the other big moment I thought was when Sasha Baron Cohen and um, Eddie Redmayne are in the house and they're arguing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a good moment for yeah. both of them. That was going to be my, um, that was going to be my other, well, not that one, but um, my, the, uh, the, the one where they're right after they're talking about, um, you know, the tape that they got of Eddie Redmayne's character mm-hmm. and it, kind of the moment I alluded to in the non-spoiler where it's like, Oh, this guy really is like the best one of us, Abby, uh, like Sasha Baron Cohen, mm-hmm. where, where he's like, uh, he says something about like uh, you meant to say if our blood, and he's like yeah. he's like I've read all your work you 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 misuse, he, what does he say he says he says you misuse pro you pronouns uh, you or leave like out that. pronouns and you use misplaced yeah. noun substitutes or something and he was like he yeah. was like you've read my work and he's like yeah I've read everything you've ever written, and yeah. then they and then like that's kind of the big Sasha Baron Cohen moment where you're like damn this guy is clearly. Even yeah. though he doesn't act like it, he acts like nothing matters to him and stuff. He's clearly the one that cares about it the most, pays the most attention, and genuinely is probably the smartest one yeah. of the group. And that's um, coming from Tom Hagen, or from Josh Baron Cohen's mm-hmm. character towards Tom Hagen. But Tom Hagen had stood up for the judge when everybody else sat, when mm-hmm. they said, all rise, and everybody was sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom Hagen was the only guy, and he kept saying, oh, it was a reflex, it was a reflex, you know. Yeah. Um, but that kind of like shows, you know, they're if they weren't already on the fence with this guy, they're now they're completely off the like they're not even close to being yeah. like near him. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, and yeah, like you said, the his his uh during his speech at that that rally, that was also a big a big moment I felt felt like for Eddie Redman and yeah, showing kind of what he can do. Mm-hmm. so what would you what would you say uh would you recommend this film should people go watch this uh i would recommend it um it's definitely not in my opinion aaron sorkin's like best movie Mm -hmm. um obviously he didn't direct like social network i think that'll be like written wise like that'll be cream of the crop like everybody would be like that's the best aaron sorkin written Mm mm-hmm um but it's still this one's still good i i have to look at what else has he directed he directed molly's game yeah, and I think this um, is I think this is up in terms of writing. I would put this on a level of like Steve Jobs. Oh, he's like only directed newsroom. this in Molly's game? Oh, I thought he did. Yeah, he's more recently <laughs> he's recently put turned more into directing. Um, okay. um but yeah, in terms of writing, I would put this up there with like Newsroom and like uh Steve Jobs and stuff like that. Yeah, like you said, I would agree. not quite up there uh with social network but but still really really good yeah. really really excellent. do you think this is better than molly's game or do you like molly's oh yeah game more? no I, did, I was not a fan of molly's game at all okay yeah um but yeah Which, i would definitely recommend it mm-hmm. yeah same i would definitely recommend it i would say uh you know most people if if you don't have a netflix subscription you know what are you doing what are you doing? um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but if you have netflix i would definitely watch it you know it's not even a terribly long movie either and it goes by pretty quick it's about it goes two, by pretty quickly it's about yeah. two hours and 10 minutes um but the story is so gripping you'll be you'll be in you'll be locked in and you won't even mm. notice you won't even notice the time um but yeah i would definitely recommend this film um so yeah like we said like we said uh it's definitely um 
great film uh, and it's definitely you know gonna be a shorter show this week um mm-hmm. but uh you know we just wanted to you know do kind of a nice little uh, nod to sean connery here and uh get this review done out for you guys um for this uh you know really great film um but with that uh, i think that'll probably do it for us this week um always make sure you go ahead and follow us on uh instagram at planet underscore film pod right planet underscore film pod um uh, follow us on twitter on our twitter feed uh at planet film pod uh and then you can follow me at uh pasty yak on twitter you want to give your twitter oh at uh tj underscore cornwell perfect oh no no problem and uh like always you know my name is uh sean monk oh and actually remember next week's show we will post on all the social medias but next week's show we will be at the regular time live 8 p.m on tuesday night um make sure you are followed on our socials and the uh planet council our star wars review show comes back this saturday with an episode review for mandalorian uh chapter 9 and chapter 10 uh so Without further ado, I am Sean Monk. And I'm TJ Cornwell. And always remember to be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. We'll catch you in the next one.